I have played on exactly one championship team in my life. The 1970 Austin City Champion kickball team. Now, John, add that one up and you'll know how old I am. Now, at the time, Austin had a, a summer recreation uh, program at most of the local schools, and my mom gladly shipped me off to get me out of the house uh, during su- the summertime. Among other activities, we had a kickball team, and we would travel around the cities to the other uh, elementary schools and, and play other kickball teams. And our team won the Austin City Championship that year. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this particular sport, kickball is kind of a combination between baseball and soccer. You, you play on a baseball field, but instead of batting, you, you kick the ball that is rolled from the pitcher's mound to home plate. The scoring's the same as baseball. You get three outs per inning, uh, runs scored by running across home plate, all the same as what baseball is, except for one thing. In kickball, you can not only get someone out by by touching the base before they get to it while you have the ball, you can also throw the ball at them, which in baseball, if you do that on purpose, you get thrown out of the game. Now, to be honest, uh, we really didn't have any plan or strategy as a team. We just had some guys who could kick the ball a long way. Now, that works in kickball. In life, not so much. If you don't have a plan you're almost sure to fail. But having a plan is only part of the victory. Now, last week, we saw how important it was to have the right plan. This week, we see how important it is to follow it. Now, to recap, Joshua and the people of Israel, they've crossed the Jordan River. They're in the Promised Land, and Joshua has gone to scout out the very first uh, major city that they were going to encounter, the city of Jericho. And God provides him with this plan where he is to march all of the people of Israel around the city over a period of six days. And on the seventh day, march them around seven days, and they were to shout, and the walls would fall down. Interesting plan. Now came the even more interesting part. Having God's plan would not be enough. Because sooner or later, you have to follow it. Now we're going to find something interesting about following God's plan as we look through this passage of Scripture. Joshua illustrates this very clearly. To actually follow God's plan, you have to share it. Joshua knew a couple of things about God's plan. First of all, it was going to depend entirely upon God. There was no way that Joshua was going to be able to make those walls fall down. There was no way that the army of Israel was going to be able to make those walls fall down. They were completely dependent upon God to do it. That was one thing he had to understand. But second, Joshua had to understand, to do this plan that God had given him, he could not do it alone. It had to be the entire nation of Israel. Or they might as well go back to the wilderness. So the first thing that Joshua had to do to follow God's plan was he had to share God's plan. Now, you can imagine how this conversation went. Uh, Joshua comes back. He's been scouting the city. He gathers all of his generals together, and they're waiting for their marching orders. 
these were not exactly the marching orders that they were expecting. They're recorded here in Joshua chapter 6, verse 6. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the people, Advance, march around the city with the armed guard going ahead to the Ark of the Lord. This was not exactly a conventional military plan. Instead of weapons and chariots, the army would be led by priests blowing trumpets. But that was the plan God gave them. And that was the plan that Joshua shared with the people. Now, to his credit, Joshua told it just as it was given to him. He had seen what had happened to Moses when Moses didn't follow God's plan. That's the reason Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land himself. Joshua didn't want to make that mistake. So he took God's plan just as God had given it to him and he shared it with the people. The purpose of the plan was twofold. First of all, it was to test the obedience of the people to God's command. For them to be successful in the promised land, they had to obey God's word. So this was a test of that. Second, this would strike fear into the hearts of the enemies of God. It was all part of God's promise to Joshua in verse 2, where God told Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. The plan was actually much more a religious service than a battle strategy. The trumpet or the ram's horn was usually used in the Old Testament time. They were often used during the religious festivals of the nation of Israel. The shout of the people was not really a battle cry. It was more a declaration of the Lord's promise. And the Ark of the Covenant that would be leading the people as they would march around the city of Jericho, it was a visible symbol of the presence of God with his people. Even the repetition, they were going to do it, the marching for seven days, and on the seventh day they were going to march around seven times. That number seven carries some very strong religious overtones as well. The point was obvious. This battle would not be won by men. This battle would be won by the Lord. And that's exactly the plan Joshua shared with the people. A plan that only God could make successful. When I started playing baseball, it was what they called coach pitch. When I was growing up, they didn't have t-ball. They started you out where the coach would pitch the ball. And, and you didn't really have a position. The entire team, and we had about 20 kids on our team, a bunch of six-year-olds, we would all run out in the field when it was time for us to be out in the field, and, and the coach just told us to go somewhere. So, so we just went out there and kind of stood around out in the field. The, the, the coach would pitch the ball, and in the event that anyone on the other team actually hit the ball, the coach would then yell to us what it was we were supposed to do. Hey, catch that and throw it over here to first base right there. And sometimes he'd even run out in the field and, and take it and throw it over there. So he, they were out there telling us exactly what to do. Well, then I graduated to, to Little League where the game looked a little more like real baseball. There, there were only nine players out on the field instead of the 20 that had been out there in coach pitch. 
And, and when the ball was hit, the coach still would yell at us what's do, but he did that from the dugout. He didn't actually get to run out on the field and, and show us what we were supposed to be doing. We were actually developing baseball skills. At least those of us that had any skills to develop were doing that. I have also coached a softball team. Uh, my role there involved no real skill in coaching. It just was basically to make sure that everybody on the team had an opportunity to play and to take them to the hospital when they got hurt. Yes, apparently church league softball is a rough business. <laughs> now, in all of those, whether I was playing coach pitch, whether I was in little league, or whether I was coaching softball, a plan had very little effect on whether we won or lost, to be real honest. Having a plan in life, much more important. There's nothing like showing up to work and not having a clue what you're supposed to do. It's a lot better if somebody's given you a job description, if they've told you exactly what you're responsible for, and you know when you get there exactly what you're supposed to do. A plan is a good thing. Now, the good news is we have a plan for life. It's called the Bible. And in the Scripture, you will find exactly what it is that God wants you to do. Now, for this to work, we need three things. Okay. First of all, we have to know it. And here's the part that sometimes we forget. We need to share it. So we've got to know it. We've got to share it. And then finally, we have to do it. Joshua knew God's plan. He went back to the nation of Israel and he shared God's plan. And then Joshua chapter 6, verse 7 and following He and the people of Israel do God's plan. And they did it exactly as God told them to do. Each day, they would march around the city of Jericho, the priests blowing their trumpets. And on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. Uh, The estimates are that each time around would probably have taken around a half hour to 45 minutes. So they were marching a long time on that seventh day. And on this day, the people have been given specific instructions. When they finished that seventh time around, verse 16, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And when the walls fell, they were given some very specific instructions as well. They were not to take any of the treasure for themselves. They were only to take the silver, gold, and bronze, and it was all to be placed In the treasury of the Lord. That's going to be important for a story we're going to look at a little later. But finally in verse 20, the time comes. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged in and they took the city. When Joshua and the people heard God's command, shared God's command, And did God's command, God followed through with his promise. The walls fell. When Noah heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan, he saved his family from the flood. When Abraham heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan, he became the father of the nation of Israel. 
When Moses heard God's plan, shared God's plan, did God's plan, the nation of Israel was delivered from slavery. When Jonah heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan, the city of Nineveh was spared. When John the Baptist heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan, he prepared the way for the coming of the Messiah. When Paul heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan, he started a missionary movement that continues right until this very day. What would happen if you heard God's plan, shared God's plan, and did God's plan? Well, first you have to hear it. And the way you're going to hear it is through the Bible. Every one of us as believers, we need to have daily a time that we are digging into God's Word. We're listening for what His plan is for our life. We're, we're diligently searching for exactly what it is that God wants us to do. The first thing we have to do, we have to know God's plan. And the place where we're going to find God's plan? Right here in the Bible. Then find the courage to share God's plan. As God begins to reveal things to you from God's Word, know that He's doing that not just for your benefit. He's doing that to work through you. So look for opportunities to share what God is teaching you through His Word. Start out with your loved ones, with your spouse, with your close friends, with people that you just enjoy talking with about life. In the course of that, share with them what God's putting on your heart as you read from His Word. In your small group Bible studies, take some time to say, hey, you know, God's really been teaching me through these verses that we've been reading. We're, we're currently, several of our classes, doing a, a wonderful study in, in why Jesus came. And, wow, it's some powerful stuff about why the Lord is in our, in our world. Take some time this morning as you go to Sunday school, as you go to your Bible study, to talk about what this means to you. Learning why it was our Savior came. Why is that important to you? Take some time to talk about that. And sharing God's plan will move you one step closer to that third step, actually doing God's plan. Do whatever it takes to put yourself in a position to do the things that God is laying on your heart. As you read God's word, as you begin to know his plan for what he's leading you to do in your life, as you begin to talk about that plan with some fellow believers and, and they're praying with you and, and they're uh, uh, honing that plan down to what God wants it to be, then make some opportunities in your life to do what God is doing. Plan for that. Schedule it on your calendar. Put a team together to move forward with what God has laid on your heart. If God's put a new ministry on your heart, gather some like-minded people and start praying about, well, how can we do this? What are some things that we can begin to take some next steps in, in how we can move forward in this plan? If God has revealed to you a, a family that is in need, or if God's revealed to you a, a friend that needs to know Christ, or God has revealed to you a, a ministry that you need to get involved in and help with, start thinking about, well, what are some things that I could do right now today that I could take a step forward in that? And, and you probably won't accomplish it on the very first day. The nation of Israel didn't. They had to march around the city of Jericho. Nothing happened. Next day, marched around the city of Jericho. Nothing. Next day, marched around the city of Jericho. No, six days, they marched around and nothing happened. 
So there may be some time that, that you're, you're preparing, you're, you're working, you're plowing the field, that it will seem like, well, nothing seems to be happening. I'm, I'm marching around and just getting dirty feet. But then, oh, on that seventh day, when God gets ready, imagine what God could do. If we committed ourselves to doing everything we can to know God's plan, to say, Lord, I'm a blank tablet for you. You write on my heart what you want. And then go to his word and begin to let him write. (laughs) Study the scripture and let God speak to you. And then as the Lord begins to show you things through his word, and he will. If you go to God's word and you're open to what God's saying to you, He's going to reveal some things to you that need to be done. He's going to reveal to you some things that He has prepared you. He has created you. He has fashioned you to be exactly the right person in the right place at the right time to do. God's going to show you some of those things. Start talking about it with some of your your Christian friends and and neighbors. Start start sharing with them, hey, here's some exciting things that, that God's putting on my heart. What do you think about this? Would you be praying for me about being a part of this ministry? Would you like to join me in, in being a part of this? Start talking about it with your friends and then... Start doing it. Look for that next step. And it may be a little step. It may be just a, a very small thing. It may just be forming a, a prayer group that, that meets together once a month and just prays about that ministry. That's a great next step. It may be just beginning a friendship with somebody that God's laid on your heart. You don't know them very well. And so maybe you invite them over for dinner. Or maybe you, you take them out for a game of golf. Or maybe you, you find something that would be a good way to just develop that relationship a little more. Maybe a small step, but in your heart... You're saying, God, I'm, I'm here. You've given me your plan. I've shared your plan. And now I'm going to do it. What could God do if we did that? I can't wait to find out. God, we want to know your plan. Most of us have had experience of just trying to go out there and do it our way, and we, we realize uh, we don't have the right instructions. <laughs> when we do it according to our will, it's just a disaster. We, we, we know that, and we know that's not what we want to do anymore. So, God, we need your plan. Thank you that you've given us the Scripture where you specifically and clearly describe exactly what it is that you want us to do. So, God, give us the energy and the courage to just begin to dig down in your word and listen to what you're doing, what you're telling us, what the plan is for our life. And God, as you begin to reveal that, help us to start sharing that with, with fellow Christians. That's part of what being a, a part of a church family is all about, is having an opportunity to share what you're doing in our life and having an opportunity to, for folks to pray with you about that and think about it. God, thank you for this church and just help us to, to use this as a, as a great sounding board for the ministries that you're placing in our heart. And then, God, as we begin to follow your leadership, as we begin to live according to your command, according to your plan, we can't wait for you to keep your promise. Because that's what you've said. You've said if we would follow your word, that your word will not return void. And so, God, we just want to live according to your promise. And we wait expectantly for what you're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.